Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. Hey, thanks for staying up late with us this evening on Camo X 1120. You heard uh, at the top of the hour, and please hear me, I'm not going to be mocking the shooting in Tulsa. I'm not going to be mocking the shooting in Uvalde. Uh, these are serious incidences, uh, and, um, uh, and I hope that at least with regard to um, – some of these other shootings, I'm not sure if the if the suspect has been captured or killed, but you know, we obviously want them to be brought to justice. So I'm not mocking that, but I need to point out something to you. And that is, and I heard President Biden say this earlier this week, I think it was on Monday, and he said this many times, and every time it just makes me angry because it's just not true. And he keeps saying this same line over and over when he's talking about a tragedy like a shooting. And, and he said it this week. He said the second, and I'm quoting President Biden here, the Second Amendment was never absolute. You couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed. You couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weapons, unquote. Now, I know that that's a quote because I took it from the official White House transcript from his comments on Monday, talking about Uvalde. But he said this many times in the past, that the Second Amendment's not absolute, that you, you couldn't go out and purchase a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed. But do you know what's, what's the truth about this? And this is not according to me. It's not according to Camo X. It's according to fact checkers like the Washington Post the New York Times, you know, those those bastions of conservative media uh, at the New York Times and the Washington Post. But you could actually go and buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed in 1787. There were no restrictions on any guns. You could go and buy a cannon if you wanted to. In fact, <clears throat> in doing the research, I can't find that there was any restrictions on the purchase of any weapon of any kind until 1934. That's the first time I could find any legal reference to a federal gun regulation. So when President Biden goes out and he's talking about that this is a problem, of course it's a problem. No one denies that it's a problem. But when he as the president of the United States repeats something that's simply not true, 
Uh, and of course, the mainstream media doesn't really follow this, but he says it all the time that you can't buy a cannon. Well, in 1787, you could buy all the cannons you wanted. In fact, if you want to talk about the law, I looked this up today. Go look at Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. Under Article 1, Section 8, it has something called it empowers Congress to grant letters of mark and reprisal. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. It's not something that we deal a lot with today. In fact, we haven't dealt with it since around the Revolutionary War or the maybe the War of 1812. But the power of Congress to grant letters of mark and reprisal essentially dealt with this. That's a phrase that was used in the 16, 17, and 1800s, where essentially governments would write a letter and allow you to be a pirate. I'm sorry, I know we talked about Johnny Depp earlier. I'm not talking about that kind of pirate. But you could, you could actually be a, a licensed pirate by the United States government, and guess what pirate ships had? They had cannons! Of course, you've seen those movies. They're shooting cannons at other ships. So not only was it legal to have a cannon in the 1700s, Congress could actually, and it's in the Constitution, that Congress could ask you to use your cannon in defense of the United States. Now, under that, uh, that le- grant of letters of mark and reprisal, essentially what those letters would do is if you happen to be a merchant Seamen, if you if you had your own ships for fishing or for whatever reason, and Congress would grant you a letter of mark and reprisal, you could go out like in the Revolutionary War or the War of eighteen twelve, you could go out and capture a British ship, take everything you want off of it, and just pay a lot of taxes on it. But how would you capture that British ship? By firing your own cannons. That's how you would do it. So it just irks me. We we can have we can have a legitimate conversation in this country about steps that need to be taken to reduce gun violence. And sure I'm a conservative, I don't hide that fact, but even I would be open to some common sense gun regulations in order to try to stem the tide of these shootings. But it doesn't help the conversation when the president of the United States is ignorant of the history of the United States, ignorant of the laws of the United States, ignorant of the Constitution of the United States, and he uses a non-existent false example as hyperbole to try to make his case politically. And so when he makes that statement and it's patently, identifiably, and demonstrably false, when he says those things, I can't even hear the argument he's making because I'm too busy laughing at the fact that he doesn't understand the history of the country where he is the president of the country. And to me, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So let's have, let's have a legitimate conversation about gun violence. And if we need to talk about restrictions on guns, let's discuss that. But let's skip the hyperbole and let's stick to the facts, not invent a fiction that's being used by the president to try to make his case. Hey, coming up after this break, we also you also heard of the CBS News at the top of the hour that there's movement in Washington regarding uh, President Biden's decision to maybe issue mass forgiveness of federal student loan debt.
And when we come back from this break, I'm going to go through some of these issues. But I'll also want to hear from you. Do you think the president should be wiping out student loan debt? To me, to you, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Is it beneficial to our economy? Is it hurtful? Is it fair? You know, if you are someone who paid your student loans, is it fair that the president now wants to wipe out student loan debt? Is that fair to you because you paid yours off to have some schmuck who gets his student loan debt wiped off because the president needs talking points for the 2022 election? 314-436-7900. We'll talk about that next on Camo X. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you tonight. And as I mentioned before the break, and we heard it, literally at the top of the hour at the CBS News at at 9 o'clock, and that is that President Biden is tiptoeing and inching closer to just mass forgiveness of student loan debt. And according to, I think it was the Washington Post today, uh, what what President Biden is, is on the verge of announcing is a $10,000 federal student loan forgiveness for every borrower 
and this would be for millions of Americans. Now, the limitation, according to the Washington Post, is that this loan forgiveness would only apply for to Americans who earned less than $150,000 in the previous year or less than $300,000 for a married couple filing jointly. Now, there's a lot of issues that have gone unanswered, which is why I'm sure that the, the Biden administration is delaying making an announcement because they're working out things like, do you, are you required to pay interest on the on the debt through the date of the waiving of the debt? Are you required? What's the payment schedule for the remaining debt if you owe more than $10,000? Uh, and, and so those details are yet to come. But do you think that's fair? Do you think it's fair that the that the government in an election year where the Democrats are going to get shellacked in November, do you think it's fair that President Biden is essentially buying votes? That's really what it comes down to. Well, I want to talk about the merits here, and I've got <clears throat> and I've got some ideas on that. But just ostensibly, uh, uh, in in the 1700s and 1800s, there was a uh, there was a very famous procedure where people would pass out bottles of whiskey before you went in to vote. And they would essentially bribe you with a bottle of whiskey to vote for candidate A or candidate B. And, of course, now that's all been banned. You can't can't bribe somebody with a bottle of whiskey to vote for you. You can't do that. But how is this any different? Whenever Biden is saying, look at what I'm going to be doing for you, I'm giving you $10,000. Actually, if you look at it, it's more than 10000 because you don't have to pay interest on that. And, and so even though the, the principal is 10000 if you're paying back those student loans over a 20-year period, the interest on that, because there's always high interest rates, 8 9% interest, the, the actual number is going to be closer to fifteen or maybe even $20,000 when you talk about principal and interest. So is that right, that a, that a president can buy your vote or try to buy your vote by by just waving a, a similar some kind of a magic wand, and say that ten thousand dollar debt is now magically disappeared, is that fair? Is that legal? But here's some of the things that that immediately came to my mind when I read this story today. <clears throat> if you're right now, if you are a high school graduate, if you've never went to college, and you're a high school graduate, according to uh, financial data, you probably make about 60% less than someone your age who has a college degree. I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying if you are that high school graduate without a college degree, you're in the workplace, you're working every day, you're making less than someone with a college degree. Okay, but guess what? Surprise, if this happens, if the president simply waves his magic wand, his executive branch pen, and waves away those student loan debts, you high school graduate, you're paying the debt that's being created by somebody else going to college. So not only did you not go to college yourself, but you're now having to pay through tax dollars to pay for somebody else to go to college. How fair is that to you if you never went to college? It's not fair at all, because if you had to pay for college, why does that money go to pay for your college? But no, that's not what's happening. You're paying so somebody else can go to college 
and make more money than you because you're paying their student loan debt. How fair is that? And talk about fair. If you want to talk about fairness here for just a moment, how fair is it that that people today might get their student loans forgiven, but what about the people that just paid off their student loans a year ago? I mean, don't you feel foolish? Wow, you know, I did the responsible thing. I paid off my student loans, and now I'm an idiot because had I not done that, I could have gotten them forgiven. So so it's not fair to those who paid off their student loans. I paid off mine. In fact, I took on a lot of debt. I, I, I went through law school. I had no help from my parents. My dad was a coal miner. He couldn't help me. So I, I borrowed my way through law school. And my wife and I paid those off. And I remember, I remember the day. And, and if you went through this experience, you do too. You, you're going to connect with what I'm about to say. Because the day I paid off those student loans, wow, I felt great. It was like I finally own what I know. <laughs> I finally own my education. I paid off my student loans. But if someone else is just waving that magic wand and you don't have to pay those back, how fair is that to the people who have worked hard, who have taken on second jobs, who had their spouse work so that they could afford to pay off those student loans, and then somebody else gets them simply eliminated because President Biden is trying to buy votes in a tough election year? Well, I know somebody that's going to have an opinion on this, and it's Larry. Hey, Larry, welcome to KMOX. Thank you. What's your, what are your thoughts on this? And, uh, well, I just wanted to weigh in. I had a daughter-in-law went to Mizzou, got a uh, nursing degree out of nursing. She went to UMSL, got a uh, uh, physician's assistant wow. degree, a master's. Long story short, she borrowed lots of money. She paid every bit of it back. Sure. Just paid the last payment uh, about a year ago. And I had a daughter, went to nursing school at uh, Merrimack. Had student loans, I don't know what they amounted to, ten, twelve thousand dollars every bit's paid back. I think it's totally unfair. I think for the people who worked hard, got, uh, you know, used the loan for uh, their education and then paid it back, to have all these loans forgiven is total obscenity. It's just ridiculous. So thank you very much. Well, before you go, Larry, did tell us a little bit about, and you don't have to mention names, of course, but... Tell us a little bit about your daughters. How did they give us an example about how they worked hard and made sacrifices in order to pay off those student loans that really got them to where they are today? Give us some examples about how they worked to pay those off. Well, I mean, they were very devoted, very dedicated. They were just gotten married about the time they got their degree Mm -hmm. and had started to have children and uh, just felt very committed. They felt it was an obligation. And uh, they honored that obligation. They would have never thought about uh, mm. having a handout. And I think that's the case with both of uh, my daughter-in-law as well as my daughter. So, uh, And they probably also they, made sacrifices. Yeah, and, they've been, and in terms of sacrifices, Larry, you brought this up, but in terms of sacrifices, they probably could have bought new cars, but had maybe had, they had to drive their existing cars longer because they had to make the student loan payments. They probably could have bought a nicer house if they didn't have to pay off those student loans, so so they made active sacrifices in order to satisfy the obligations that they took on legally. That's exactly correct. In fact, uh, our daughter-in-law drove my wife's car after she uh, <laughs> handed it down. 
Our daughter-in-law drove it uh, for about uh, 20, 30, 40,000 miles and handed it to our daughter. So uh, in both cases, they drove used cars till they got about 200,000 miles on them, and they felt very strongly about uh, paying off their debts, and they weren't looking for a handout of any sort. Right, and when they had those loans paid off, Larry, I'm sure, and, and maybe they didn't even say this out loud, but you know them well enough that that they, they had that sense of pride and ownership and skin in the game that I accomplished something. I borrowed money to better myself. I got an education. I've got good jobs now. And now I've got my student loans paid off. And they had ownership in that. They did. And they're, they're both doing well. So I, I appreciate all that. I really do. Yep. Well, hey, Larry, thanks for sharing your experience with us. I appreciate it. Thanks for your show. I love KMOX. Excellent. I do, too. Glad to hear it. Uh, hey, Bye-bye. we're going to... Thank you very much, Larry. In in just a minute or so, we're going to go to K, to uh, CBS News because we want to get an update on that shooting in Tulsa. But before we get to that, I just want to hit a couple of more things that we're talking about. And if you're if you're calling in right now, uh, we're going to have to put you on hold. We want to talk to you. I love taking calls, but we're going to have to hold you through the break. Uh, but think about right now, inflation. Inflation is the worst crisis for our domestic economy. But if you're just going to wave the student debt away, that's just going to add to the inflation problem because that's what inflation is caused by, by government money being poured into the system. And then we've got more money chasing the same number of goods and services. That's your classic primary cause of inflation. And so this in of itself is going to be inflationary. But then here's the, you want to talk about the fairness issue. Who borrows money? And Larry gave a good example. Who borrows money to go to college? A lot of times it's people who, when they get out of college, they're in a better position financially. So if you're a household, if you're married and you're making $250,000 a year, do you really need the government to waive your student loans? No, you don't. But you're going to get it. Because that's what this proposal is going to do. So in essence, then if you're a taxpayer, like I said before about the high school graduate, but even if you're a taxpayer making $40,000, $50,000 a year and you're a college graduate, now your tax dollars are going to be used to pay off the student debts of a family that's making $275,000 a year. How fair is that? How fair is that? Because now you're subsidizing the education of someone who's making two or three times your salary. That's that's not even fair. And that just, to me, demonstrates the sheer, um, the, the, the fact that this is simply an attempt to buy votes. I mean, if you're a law school graduate and you get out of law school and you're making $100,000, $125,000 a year, why should your student loans be paid off by somebody making forty dollars and $50,000 a year? That simply is not fair, and it shouldn't be done. And and the last thing is, before we go to the CBS break here, is that if you talk about student loan debt, let's talk about the college costs. I put two kids through college. I got a third at Mizzou right now, and college is expensive. It's going up every year, much more than the rate of inflation. Let's talk about controlling college costs before we simply talk about waiving student debt. Hey, we're going to get an update from CBS News on the shooting in Tulsa now. 
CBS News special report. Four people are shot and killed in a medical building in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It took place on the St. Francis Health System campus. Police also say the shooter, who was carrying a rifle and a handgun, died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Tulsa Deputy Police Chief Eric Daglish. We have confirmed he had one long gun, a rifle, and one handgun uh, on the scene. No word on a motive. CBS News reporter Brad Gibson. Police are saying that there's not a pending threat uh, ongoing right now. It appears that this incident is over, but it does appear that the gunman knew his victims and then shot himself uh, before police could get inside the building. The shooting took place in the Natalie Building, which houses an outpatient surgery center and a breast health center. The Tulsa shooting comes on the same day as funerals for two more victims of last week's Uvalde, Texas Elementary School shooting, in which 21 students and teachers were killed. CBS News Special Report, I'm Jennifer Kuiper. Welcome back to At Your Service. You know, the fun part of this show, the reason why I do it is because... I so enjoy interacting with listeners about ideas and concepts. And Ted wants to talk about student loans. Hey, Ted, welcome to KMOX. Well, it's Ed, but uh, I dropped the T. Oh. But thank you. I've got two quick, uh, two quick comments. Sure. This is another wheel, another wheel that is careening toward the cliff in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. and it is being greased by the media, and they will roll a campaign around this. And they'll make it sound so good. And then all the pals will be looking at the polls every other day. And this is ridiculous. Uh, Just as an aside, I've been paying off a gaggle of medical bills over the last year from limited income. And I, by God, will pay those off. Good Uh, for you. It is a different time. We're living we're living in a different time. We are where people just expect the government to come in and pay it off. and, And they don't realize the, first of all, the government only has the money that we give it. And secondly, our, our national government is $20 trillion in debt. So how much money does the do the feds really have? They have negative $20 trillion. It's outrageous. If there were a way, uh, if there were some way to make this uh, equitable and also show a return on investment for the people, we're seeing no return on investment None. of our tax money of any kind, uh, city, county, state. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it serves no purpose, at least I can tell, Ed. It serves no purpose other than buying votes and, and, and leading into the November election. Well, the timing is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the timing is perfect. There Thank are you. no coincidences. Hey, Ed, thanks for calling in on Camo X. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Kim's been holding a long time as well. Hey, Kim, thanks for holding on. No problem. You know, I, I I don't want to talk about the student loans. Okay. But but I am renting a town, a condo apartment and with lots of amenities. My rent went up three hundred dollars for this year. So, wow. A month. Yeah, and and I am I have to be out of my apartment by the end of August when my lease is up. Three hundred dollars. I mean, and that's not going to work for me. I mean, of course not. I mean, the the, the uh, corporate people that, that own the place. I I, I would recommend anybody uh, to this uh, uh, to their properties. Um, but yeah, three hundred dollars, and there's just no way I can cut that mustard. But uh, but so so you have to find someplace else to live because inflation is driving you out of your home. Exactly. Hmm. And, and to me, and you're working. 
hard I'm, and you're trying to pay your bills. And uh, well, I'm I'm retired. Okay, but you certainly worked a long time in your life, haven't you? I did. Yes, I did. Wow. Well, inflation is the the big problem, and in fact, I think it's the major problem. And I was talking to somebody the other day, Kim, and you'll you'll relate to this. She was telling me, "What's wrong with the economy? I think the economy's fantastic." And I literally said to her, "Are you sniffing glue? Uh, the economy is terrible, and in your example." is the poster child of what happens with inflation. It hurts all of us. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. Uh, now, if, if my husband would still be alive, I mean, yeah, we could we could handle it because there would be two incomes coming in, but he's deceased, and, um, yeah, I've got to find another place to live, but I've got, I, I've got some plans of my own uh, in the works, and... So, yeah, i got to be out of here by the end of August, and we have some wonderful amenities here. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better or a safer community to live in, and I say that because I am, I am visually impaired, um, and this is probably about the safest property uh, that I've lived on since I've moved well, from Collinsville. Here's what I would ask you to do. We got a, we've got another caller we have to get through here, but... Here's what I would ask you to do. I would ask you to, to call your building management, tell them how much you love this your, where you live, and see if you can work out something that you can afford that would be less than $300 a month and see if you can work something out, and they may, and, and, they may just go with that. And you know what? I did, and they're, they're not going for it because they say the fair market value on this unit is over $1,400. Well, I understand. God bless you, and good luck to you, Kim. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Hey, Big Al, great to talk to you, my friend. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. How, you, how have you been? I haven't talked to you in weeks. Well, I'm good. My beagle's smarter than Brandon. I just threw that out there. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon, I mean, right? <laughs> $105 to fill my truck up. And I feel sorry for the last lady that was oh. on, the, on the call. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up i mean we're not ready to go green our power grid can't handle it it takes more to dig all the things out of the earth that we need for the batteries yes to go green we have no charging stations our grid is terrible so we can't plug into that and everything's driven by energy Everything. everything everything is driven by energy everything and and for him and this party to be hijacked by these people that are so clueless, they can't even figure themselves out, but yet they're out doing everything they want to do, okay? And, and it's like, whatever. You know, you guys, we understand your pain. No, you don't. You caused it. Trump had gas at $1.60 a gallon here in St. Louis. Right? Yeah, all of a sudden those uh, those uh, nasty and stupid tweets don't sound so bad if you got a buck sixty-five a gallon for gasoline. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's going to hit them hard in November and and deservedly. So I used to be a Democrat. They left me. OK, well, Bill they Maher said the same thing. Bill Maher gets more coverage now on Fox News than anywhere. And he sounds like a Republican, but he says, no, I haven't moved. It's the Democrats who have moved to progressivism. And they've even left Bill Maher uh, in the lurch there because of how far they've moved. Nothing is free. Free, free. Nothing's free. Somebody's paying for it. Yep. These people act like we can just go out in the backyard and pick money and forgive the loans. Nothing's free, people. 
And you know what? Here's the deal. They're losing to Hispanics. They're losing to blacks. Yep. Black people. And you're going to see that in the Nevada race, in the Nevada Senate race, because the Hispanics are abandoning the Democrat Party in general and Joe Biden in particular because of primarily because of inflation and their border policies. And you're going to see that in concrete terms in the Nevada election. They came here from God knows what conditions from all these countries and they got here and they're like, wait a minute. We just left that. Yeah. We don't want that. We don't want hyperinflation. We work, right. We want to work hard and earn a living and pay our taxes and be in the greatest country in the world. And you Democrats are trying to implement programs that that we left and risked our lives for. Yep. You're exactly right. We're taking, now we're begging for formula. Now we're getting uh, oil from Venezuela and, and Iran and, and all these other countries and I'll tell you right now, Russia wouldn't have moved on Ukraine and and <laughs> Taiwan. What it's going I hope it's not, but it I could know. be next. And Joe is clueless, and it's just sad what this country's come to. So everybody, listen to me. Think about what's happening right now. It's not about a party; it's about our country. This is America. It is. Hey, Big Al, it's great Everybody. to talk to you, my friend. Take care. Hope Bye. to talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, you know, earlier tonight, we were talking about some fast food problems. We were talking about retail issues. We mentioned McDonald's a few times. But if you heard about the latest, it's called not McDonald's. It's called McHemp. Yes, I said McHemp, H-E-M-P. Then there's not only is it a problem, practically, it's a legal problem that I find fascinating. We'll dive into the McDonald's versus McHemp legal battle right after this at your service camel x the fastest two hours in radio at your service here on camel x thanks for sticking around with us this evening uh as i teased before the break there's a north carolina business of course we all know marijuana sales are are booming across the country. Uh, in fact, I think there, and oh, I'm, I'm certain that there's going to be a provision on the ballot in November to legalize recreational marijuana in Missouri. I'm not in favor of that. I actually interviewed someone over on 97.1 the other day who was uh, promoting it, and he didn't know I was going to argue with him for 15 minutes over the benefits of re- recreational marijuana, or at least from my perspective, the the detriments of re- recreational marijuana. But the point is, is that it is popping up everywhere. And there's this North Carolina weed shop, for lack of a better phrase. And they've applied for a trademark with the term McHemp, M-C-H-E-M-P. Well, obviously, they're going to run into problems, okay? So McDonald's has filed a lawsuit against McHemp saying that it it impedes and uh, steps on their trademark of like uh, McCoffee or McNuggets or Mc something whatever you want to call it, and so it impedes on their their trademark. So they filed this litigation. So I hope that McHemp uh, has a lot of money because McDonald's uh, they they can afford to hire good lawyers, and as you just saw with the Johnny Depp case. Good lawyers make a lot of difference, uh, millions of dollars of difference. 
But here's what I think is fascinating about this legal issue. Usually when it comes to trademark infringement, in most trademark or copyright infringement cases, trademark infringement really more so than anything else, the, the issue comes down to will the consumer be confused? In other words, if your product sounds like someone else's product, then will the consumer be confused and buy product A when they're really trying to buy product B? And that's generally the focus. But that's not what's going on here. And that's why I wanted to, to mention this to you tonight, because it's a novel legal theory on McDonald's part. And here's essentially what it is, because obviously you're never going to go to a McDonald's and say, uh, you know, I want a, I want a three-finger bag of McHemp to go, and also can you add in a Coke and a cheeseburger and and lots of good sweets because I'm going to have the munchies. You're never going to do that. McDonald's is never going to sell weed. That's never going to happen. So it's not like they're going to get confused. They're not going to go to the drive-up window and say, dude, I went some McNuggets and some McWeed. Okay, that's never going to happen. But what McDonald's is arguing here is that not that they think that McHemp is associated with McDonald's, but that the MC prefix, it, it, what they're saying really is they're saying that if you call this McHemp, you're blurring our brand, you're tarnishing our brand because you're making fun of our brand. The only reason McHemp is calling it McHemp is to make fun of McNuggets, to make fun of McDonald's, and to make fun of you know, McCheeseburger or whatever else they've got that starts with MC. So McDonald's argument here is that you're blurring our brand because you're making fun of our brand. And, and that's a novel legal argument here. Because generally speaking, if you want to make fun of something, you're entitled to do that. Look what Saturday Night Live does. They make fun of so many things that are trademarked or copyrighted. But, but because it's parody, it's considered okay. So is this okay here? Is Should McDonald's get to own the rights to anything that starts with MC? Should they get to do that? And, I don't, and I, in this case, I, I think I would probably side with McDonald's. But to go so far as to say that anything that they want that you call MC something that McDonald's can block you from doing that. I, boy, you don't get to own MC. I mean, there was a, this was back when I was in law school in the eighties. And there was a case where you remember every restaurant you go to, you could get those blue sugar packets of aspartame. And the, the major, I think it was equal. That was the major uh, supplier of aspartame in those blue packets. They tried to say that they had an, ownership of the color blue. So you so you can't have any product with the color blue because you're impeding on the fact that all of their aspartame packets at every diner in America has those little blue packets. And I think the, the yellow ones are Splenda and the pink ones are Sweet and Low or something. But they, they tried to say, we own the color blue. And the federal court said, no, you don't own the color blue. I'll give you an A for legal effort here, but you don't own the color blue, pal. Go away, case dismissed. 
But isn't that the same legal argument that McDonald's is making? So even though while I agree that because McWeed or McHemp really tarnishes the McDonald's brand because it's so anti-McDonald's that they might have an argument here, plus they're going to have a lot more money than McHemp, and so they can they can drag out the litigation until they're broke, until McHemp is literally broke, uh, and, and it wouldn't even dent McDonald's at all. It would, that'd be just coffee money for them. But I don't think that they can then adopt, even if they win this case against McHemp, they cannot then go and make the argument to someone else that if you put MC before the name of your product, we can block you from doing that. They can't own it just like Equal couldn't own the color blue and Sweet and Low couldn't own the color pink. That, that to me is it's going way too far on a legal theory. Oh, there was another good case when I was in law school. There's a, there's a legal research and a news bureau called Lexus, and they tried— uh, actually, uh, uh, I can't remember if they sued the car company Lexus or vice versa and said, well, you're tarnishing our brand, even though it's spelled differently, you're tarnishing our brand because it sounds the same. And the court ruled, no, there's no way anyone's going to be confused by a car company and a legal research company. It's never going to happen. Case dismissed, go away. Oh, and don't forget to pay your lawyers because that's always important. No, they didn't say that. But I'll be... I'll be following this case as it progresses uh, and because I'll bring it to you because I want to keep you informed of whether you can buy McWeed next time you go through the drive-up at McDonald's. Hey, Brad Young, thanks for being with us tonight. Stick around for the best of Dave Glover on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.